All right, here it goes. Three, two, one, and action. <laughs> everyone i sincerely hope you are well today welcome to the good vibes show i am your host marty b happy to be here with you this show is about being real and keeping it real in this messed up wonderful place we call the world my guest today is lee cormier lee is a local podcaster who is an advocate for local businesses um, and in this pandemic time He's seen the impact that many of his local entrepreneurs, friends have faced. And Lee was kind enough to join me today to talk about local businesses and their important role in our communities. Welcome, Lee. I'm happy to have you here with me today. Thank you, Marty. I appreciate the offer. It's nice seeing your, your face again. Um, <laughs> before we start, I want to congratulate you on your podcast because uh, actually I was listening to an episode um, on my way home today uh, called I'm sick of being sick because I'm fat. Mm. And uh, it really spoke to me. You were really sincere. Uh, you had a little poem in there that really, you know, it really got me. It really got me uh, in my heart. And uh, I just wanted to, you know, say thank you for that. Well, thanks so much. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the experience so far. And I mean, it's, it's still on way on the ground floor. Like I mentioned last, last episode, with Melissa, but, um, you know, having a good time. And, uh, I think it's, if you stay real and if you create something that's real, it's going to resonate with someone. So, uh, I appreciate your comments and I know that you've been, uh, doing a podcast for a few months, uh, here on our local kind of front. So for those who are listening where we live, Lee and I, Lee lives, uh, about 15 minutes, uh, from my house, right near the Atlantic ocean. And where we live, we have a culture that is called Acadian. And I welcome you to Google it, uh, the Acadian culture. You can uh, Google it and, and find out what it's all about. But um, I will definitely do an episode about the Acadian culture at one point. Probably invite your partner, Frank. For sure. Who's a historian. So uh, he would definitely be a great guest on the podcast for that show. But Lee and I live in a corner of the world that uh, is, um, you know, our descendants are Acadian culture. So it's French, uh, basically French people who settled on the lands and were deported by the English in 1755 to eventually return to the lands and fight back to be able to get their lands back and keep their land. And so anyway, long story short, uh, Lee's podcast is called Cosse T'en Pense, which is French for what do you think? Or what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Exactly. Yeah, you guys could like translate, do an English version of the show and say, what do you think about this? <laughs> what do you think about that? So yeah, you guys, uh, tell me a little bit about your podcast before we get into uh, the local business. What is it? sort of that you guys do i know i know but i want you you to explain it to people and coming yeah sure no thanks um so it we, we launched uh beginning of december 2019 um it's uh the th whole thought process behind it was kind of started back 
in June, me and Frank uh, were at a bar having a beer. I was a big, not a big podcaster, but a big uh, listener to podcasts. Yep. And Frank was just finishing up a little stint of stand-up comedy. It was kind of giving him anxiety being in front of crowds. So he wanted a different venue to express himself artistically without being uh, front row naked in front of people, naked as a metaphor. <laughs> Um, so we came up with the idea of Cossic Tampons. Um, it's an ever, yeah, uh, ev not evolution, evolving, evolving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I guess, uh, we started with evolving a certain, project. Yeah. We started with a certain, uh, kind of idea in our head that we were yeah, kind the of, initial idea was, was different yeah. than what it is today. Right? Exactly. So initially we wanted to not review but promote local businesses through reviewing uh, yeah review but also there wasn't really big negative reviews i guess right, right. um uh, but also stuff that we find that we like yep and uh and now um well mostly because of of uh, when we started it was audio only kind of mm -hmm. like what you're doing right now mm -hmm. um And then with uh, COVID-19, it kind of forced us to um, kind of get in front of the, the camera because it was the only way that we could uh, interview guests or, or uh, local businesses um, was through video. Mm -hmm. So we, we had to record that. And now we're actually doing both. We're doing video and, uh, and audio. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much kind of how it is. Now we're mostly interviewing or, or promoting local businesses, local artists, uh, such as yourself, mm -hmm. with Le Mal you were on the podcast. Um, three men's journey, three men's journey in English. <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to translate here. Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're very, uh, fluently bilingual, both of us. So, uh, we can jump from French to English, but in this podcast, we're going to stay English because, uh, that's the direction I chose to go. Um, it reaches more people. Uh, Lee, really, that was the, the idea behind wanting to, uh, you know, go in English. And of course, I welcome all Francophones uh, to listen. And even the English uh, or the Anglophone people who listen to this podcast uh, can check out Cosset en Pense, your podcast, if they've ever done any French immersion and they want to test their skills or if they're kids, uh, because it's kid friendly, uh, it's family friendly. Yeah, it is family friendly. I must say, though, like our specific French, which is called Chiac, is our own dialect, which is a mixture of English and French. So, you know, it's a little harder to, to understand if you're not kind of immersed into it. Yeah, well, maybe for an Anglophone, it might be, might be able to pick up. Pick up, yeah, I pick up most know? of it. Because if you Every say, like, j'ai parqué mon car dans la driveway, I think Every any Anglophone can understand that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's a great podcast and for anybody who uh, who does speak french or does understand french uh, go check it out you guys do a great job and they're really the evolution like you say of that podcast is coming along and you guys have started incorporating you know uh, a little bit of an enter entertainment factor in the production of it and uh frank's having fun with uh, with doing some editing on on your show it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and you guys are funny And I love it when you present your, um, your sponsors because it's always mm -hmm. a fake sponsor and it's something that you've created and it's always really funny. So yeah, you guys are doing an awesome job on your podcast. And yeah, the great no, thing, 
the great thing is you're supporting local businesses. Yeah, no, we're having fun. It's a passion project. Um, if we're diving into local businesses now, well, it, during these tough times, mm -hmm. it's more important than ever to support local businesses because they are struggling. Um, I mean, any during normal times, any local businesses mm -hmm. or, um, you know, there's probably a 10% success rate when you open your own little business compared to a franchisee. Um, so especially in these times, they're struggling really, really bad. So we, we keep promoting or, or encouraging people to support local. Yeah. Give, give me an example of like, say, uh, we were talking earlier, um, you actually dropped in here earlier to uh, bring me a, a nice hoodie of your, uh, of your podcast. So I appreciate that. And it's, it's really nice. It's super comfortable, but explain to me what you were talking about, like the local business uh, that you were going to very often, which was like sort of a cafe restaurant where you could do trivia. There was trivia games. like explain all that and how their struggles are real through this time, just to give us a perspective of, a, of friends that have a local business. Yeah, so let's start, let's start pre-COVID. So like I said earlier, um, most local businesses that start off usually have about a 10% success rate to actually making it through the first year, year and a half. Um, this local business called Mock Tortue, uh, or in English, Mock Turtle, um, has been here for about a couple years uh, in the beginning, you know, like any other local business, you know, they're kind of move, moving along, kind of creating their, their clientele and stuff. Um, it, it's a very unique place. Um, it's, it's very whimsical. It's uh, Alice in Wonderland-esque themed. Nice. Um, there's about 3,500 board games there. Wow. It's like the second largest personal collection in Canada that wow. the owner has. Um, and it's very family oriented in the sense that the owners are there. Uh, they're interacting with people. You can tell that they're passionate. Um, so when you leave the restaurant or the cafe, you, you kind of felt like you had supper or lunch or a drink with family. Right. Right off the bat. So that's, you know, you get a good feeling. Um, so let's say a few months before COVID uh, hit, you know, they're obviously in the summertime in, in our area in Shidiak where we live and where I live, um, it, it's a tourist place. So local businesses, you know, they're dependent on the tourist season. Mm -hmm. um, and then during the off season, they're dependent on us supporting them. Um, so for them, you know, they were doing good during the, the uh, tourist season. And then all of a sudden, all the locals are going there and they're supporting and it's going really, really well. They have trivia nights. They have escape rooms. And it's um, busy and it's like... It's busy. It's busy. Beyond like even, even what they planned, I think you were saying. Like, yeah, like January. Uh, I was there in January and the owner said, you know what? Like, we're doing really good. It's, it's like tourist season right now. That's it's awesome. It's supposed to be super down and they're super busy. Fast forward a month and a half, two months later, uh, COVID hits. They're forced to shut down like every other business. Um, then they started doing takeout only like most restaurants. 
And then I had a conversation with the owner and I was like, okay, so how's it going? And he's like, you know what? I'm not sure if we'll be able to make it, you know, like, like every other business it's, you try to stay afloat, but for them, it, it was important to stay open for the locals and give, give us a place to have meals and stuff like that. Uh, they, they continued, they continued doing uh, their trivia night, but they did it online. So we we're kind of innovative mm. uh, to do it. Uh, even if they were struggling, you know what I mean? They're probably, they weren't making profits. But for them, it was important for them to, to continue that, to continue. that tradition. Yeah, exactly. And, and it got really popular. A lot of people were supporting them, uh, you know, with, with takeout. Um, then now, you know, they're, they're open again and stuff. So, so are they I, open? Yeah, they're open again at limited uh, capacity. And then it's not a big spot to begin with, but they have a big, big patio and stuff. And so it's nice. Okay. Um, but yeah, just, but now that, uh, you know, like, especially in New Brunswick, uh, it's, it's a little, the, the restrictions are a bit looser, mm -hmm. you know, we can gather a bit more people together and we can start going to restaurants compared to other provinces. Mm -hmm. So it's super important to support your local businesses now because they've been struggling. Right. And tourist season, well, it probably won't be existing this summer. Uh, so all the money that they're used to making, you know, to keep them afloat for the winter months is not going to be here. So it, uh, it's super important to, uh, to help them out. Costco is going to survive though. Costco is going to, I think Costco and grocery stores have made more money during this pandemic. Like hardware stores are doing well too. Cause everybody, everybody's home. So they want to fix shit. Yeah. <laughs> they all have projects. Yeah, the honey, well, you, the honey do list. First two weeks was fun, and then after that, it's like, oh shit, I need to get to doing something because I'm gonna I'm gonna be depressed. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are gonna come out of COVID, uh, having gained it's COVID 19, 19 pounds, right? So having it's gained you know twenty pounds and uh, not feeling well and mental health sort of decreased, and then the others who decided like early on to do actually do something and move and keep going and fuel their body. Right. And that are going to turn out like better than they were. Yeah. For me, it was kind of the opposite. I was really, really active prior to COVID playing ball hockey and soccer and going to the gym and everything. And then COVID hit, I told myself I would, you know, kind of stay active, but I kind of did the opposite kind of turtled myself in the house and kind of did nothing other than, pumping out podcasts <laughs> yeah podcasting <laughs> watching podcasts and drinking and eating exactly well hey man we all have our i think we all have our our, our moments and our levels and i think that just recently you seem to be like you're gonna go out kayaking tomorrow you were saying and stuff yeah. like that that's really good for the good for the mind good for the soul so and now that the nice weather is starting it's kind of more motivating the sun you're getting all those those free vitamins so um it's important to go outside. So anyone listening, go outside, take, take some fresh air. It's good yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I've, I've always said in the past, not just local businesses, but like in Canada itself, traveling within Canada is super expensive. Mm -hmm. So from, from Moncton to Vancouver is like 12, 13, $1,400 for plane ticket. Mm -hmm. Well, I can go to Paris for 700 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, 
I've always told myself, why is it so expensive to travel within your own country? There should be something that says, okay, if you're a Canadian resident and if you want to explore your own country, yeah. which is huge. And that, I know that's one of the reasons why, and we don't have a big population. So that's one of the reasons why uh, flights are expensive. But it would force Canadians to explore the nice country that we have. And spend domestically. And spend domestically. But I think I heard something on the radio or TV that uh, it's either the government of Canada or the government of Brunswick or mixture of both. Um, instead of spending their budget on promoting Canada for tourism, oh, they're yeah. going to spend the money to promote Canadians to travel within the country. And I think that also means cheaper flight fares so we're able to do that so i'm really happy about that if that's really happening um so i think that'll be that'll be one thing with like the airlines and all the travel industry hotels airlines all that i think that'll be one thing that'll be impacted in the sense of it'll be advantage to the buyer um in the sense of if you are going to travel let's say six months from now when we're allowed to travel again uh, there's going to be all kinds of hot deals. Yeah. And if they can stimulate that, uh, that tourism domestically inside of Canada, um, I think it's great for every, every region and it's good for the country because it's just stimulating the economy within. Yeah. And like I said, we have a beautiful, big country with everything from beaches to mountains to name it. You know what I mean? From, from coast to coast. Have you ever so, been to Vancouver? I've never been to Vancouver. Me neither. And I'd like to go to Vancouver, but I can spend the same amount of money for a plane ticket and go down south for a week. It's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If I go to Vancouver, it's going to cost 300 bucks a night for a hotel, 1500 bucks each for a plane ticket, and whatever else. So it's super, super expensive. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's true. It's true. And I just wanted to turn this into uh, maybe a mental, mental health minute here, there, just for a minute. But, you know, number one, first of all, with the pandemic that's been going on and everything that's going on, like, how's, how has been your mental health? I always like to do that mental health check, making sure that, like, you know, my buddies or my friends, uh, the people I care about are, are doing okay. It can be long and it can be dreadful. And, like, it's okay if the you know, if you're sitting at home or if you're listening to this podcast, it's okay if you're not like 100% okay coming out of or going in, staying, being in this, you know, whole pandemic thing. Because fuck, man, this is completely new to us, right? So oh, how, yeah, how, how have you handled it personally? Um, I think personally, I've handled it uh, pretty well, other than, you know, not doing much at first and kind of eating crap and whatever. And then you kind of fall into a little funk because the worse you eat kind of the worse you feel and you kind of get lazy a little bit but then like i said like the the the, the good weather starting so it kind of peps you up a bit and kind of puts you in a better mood uh so as far for myself it, it wasn't bad i mean there was i guess some low points because you know you don't feel great you kind of don't feel like doing much and you're like oh well I probably could have gone out more and exercise or whatever. But and do you have a tendency usually of being that way? Or is it really because of the pandemic that created that little bit of a swing? I would, I, I will say um, normally around November ish. Okay. okay. 
I usually kind of have a little low. I kind of tend to, I don't want to say depression, but I kind of get a little down. It might be because of lack of sun. Um, and I know a lot of people kind of suffer from seasonal depression type yep. syndromes, mm -hmm. stuff like that. I, I don't want to say it's a full-blown depression, um, but I, I am a little more down uh, around gotcha. those times. And does it usually last through like January, February or? Uh, usually around, uh, around January, I kind of, you know, with the, uh, new year's resolution and stuff, it kind of, yeah, you kind of kick back around, kick back around. And then usually kind of, but this year, you know, the, the, the seasonal depression wasn't really a thing. Mm -hmm. COVID hit wasn't really depression, but I kind of went into, uh, you know, a backward spiral in my eating and, and uh, physical activity. Yeah. yeah. I remember one night where, cause we did a few podcasts together live on Facebook, on, uh, on my, on our page, which is three Ben's journey. And, um, well on the French version of the page, but anyways, and we did a few lives together. And I remember one night you said something like I ate 12 hot dogs last night or 11 yep. hot dogs or something. Yeah. Right before bed, <laughs> At like two in the morning or whatever. But, I 12, six with buns and six uh, without. <laughs> and you were legit like serious about that. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. That was, it was funny, but it's, yeah, it, I, I get it bed, though. In bed with no shirt, feeling shameful. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. So speaking of local and, uh, you know, supporting friends and everything, I know that your um, partner in crime in your podcast, Frank, and hopefully I can have Frank on my show one day and we can chat a little bit, but um, he's got quite the story too. Um, so yeah, tell me a little bit about Frank's story, if you don't mind. I mean, one day, hopefully I'll have him on and talking about yeah. the uh, history of the Acadians and everything, but, and, and I can chat with him then, but. Uh, yeah. So, so Frank Leblanc, um, who is my, I'm a co-host mm -hmm. for Cossack Tampons. Uh, he's one of my really, really good friends. I met him through a friend. He was a friend of a friend. Now he's a, a good friend. friend. Yeah. Uh, but he has such a unique story. Um, he really does inspire me. Um, Frank, Frank, uh, went through cancer twice, survived twice. Wow. Um, and he never gave up. So when he got cancer the first time, it was kind of, okay, it's, how do you react to that? You know what I mean? It's, it's, mm -hmm. you're kind of scared or whatever. And he, he, he never really got, and he down. wasn't old. He wasn't old. He wasn't old. It was only maybe five years ago. And, uh, he, he never got down. One thing he did, he, he was probably scared, but he's like, you know what? I'm going to make myself a, a bucket list. I'm young. Um, I'm going to get through it, but there's certain things that I want to accomplish. Nice. So when, when he, he beat cancer for the first time, you know what I mean? He said, for example, I, I want to do stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. And he put his mind to it and he's, you know, he did stand-up comedy, even if he, he's a really shy person. Um, he wanted to have kids. For some reason, it wasn't happening. Uh, it may or may not be related to the cancer. Um, so cancer's gone. Everything's good. And all of a sudden, cancer hits again. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Like he, was ne I, he was never negative. He was always positive. So he always inspired me in that sense. And then he beat it again. And then for him and his wife, it was super important for them to have kids. 
and you know they, they couldn't have kids and they, they tried, tried. They, 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 they tried they practice every night <laughs> no but you know and they even did like in vitro they spent a lot of money to you know mm-hmm. to do it and then one day they said you know what it's not gonna happen so we're going to accept it and for that period of time they were the best aunts and uncles and 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 god parents to all our friends kids mm-hmm. and then one day they get a call from from a family member saying hey you know what there's this little girl uh that's 16 years old and she's she's gonna have a baby and uh she doesn't want to keep it would you be interested in doing a private adoption and it didn't take Can long you imagine? I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure if they uh took the night to think about it and then they did the private adoption and now they're they're parents of a three three month three month old that's awesome so yeah so it's you know he never gave up so he was super inspiring to me with that sense because a lot of people and i mean for yourself marty you went to five open heart surgeries Mm -hmm. uh that can be easy um and you're inspiring to me as well because you're sitting here and you're not you're not a negative person you're always positive uh, so, so those type of people I like to surround myself with because they make me feel um, honored to be in their presence. Well, uh, I think it's reciprocal on my end. I really enjoy your presence and you, you've got good humor and, and you always bring something to the table, um, something good to say. And uh, it's, it's been a pleasure getting to know you and uh, becoming, becoming friends for sure. Everybody has a story. It's cool when you can be inspired by other people's story, you know, like Frank's story, like how he just grinded it out and he stayed positive and it worked out. He beat out two cancers and then no babies can't have babies. Well, all right, man, we're going to, we're going to grind it out and be good aunts and uncles. And we're going to do what we, we can do. And, and then boom, you know, life brings them this beautiful gift of like, that's, that's like hitting a lottery because you don't just, adopt a kid around the block there it's usually a big long process to adopt a child in in our in our province and in our country it's not something that you do overnight and uh just for for them it just ended up like almost they 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 hit the million you know they they got yep. a call from a family friend and this and that and the other thing and it just worked out and it's it's so great when somebody can maintain a great attitude and then they can be kind of rewarded yeah and it's like they even have a really good relationship with the bio- biological mother. That's uh, awesome. They do, you know, video calls and send letters and pictures. And even before COVID, they invited the mom and the grandmom over to meet the baby and everything. Mm. Because it's like going to be, uh, it's going to be like a little auntie, probably. Yeah, they they've said that like the they, mother will be auntie something. Yeah, they they said that as you know, if the mother wants to be updated or in, involved in in some way that they're open to that oh, it's only right give that child a chance and uh an opportunity to know where they come from and and to understand yeah. also <clears throat> the process of what the mother was facing at 16 years old mistakenly getting in pregnant and then choosing to keep the baby you know some people choose not to and yeah well uh, the mother mother knew that she wouldn't be able to give the baby the life that it deserved. Yeah. So she made the conscience decision, very mature decision at that age. Yes. Uh, to uh, give the baby up for adoption. Yeah. Yeah, I know it works out. It's great. It's a great story. I appreciate you uh, 
sharing a little bit of Frank's story and uh, I'm looking forward to having him as a guest, hopefully in the, uh, like I say, when I, I really want to review the, the history of the Acadians because the Acadians go, they reach out, you know, the Acadian culture reaches out to the world. Um, a lot have settled in the United States, uh, in Europe, here in Canada. So um, even in Africa. So, I mean, it's going to be an, it's an interesting conversation to have. And sure. uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of it that resembles that has, resemblance and uh, not not identical but of what the african-american uh slaves had to endure during you know during the slave years and how they were so mistreated and you know our people the acadians were so mistreated you know families were were torn apart and houses were burnt and uh, or and and then um kids were sent off on on boats with their mothers and the fathers were stayed back to work, uh, to force being forced to work or, or being deported on other boats and just families tore apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's an important story to tell because I think as far as even in, in Canada and even in, in Moncton and in, in, in Acadian, um, areas mm-hmm. in Anglophone schools, it's not a big thing that is thought i think yeah it's more you know in in the french acadian schools that we learn the history but i think in the anglophone uh it's not part of it as much no it's not thought as much and even around the world like obviously you know our descendants are from france well you've been to france i've gone to france i've talked to a lot of people and they have no clue what an acadian is unless you are in certain areas, mm-hmm. but mainstream, it's not thought, taught. So yeah. um, I think it's an important message to, to spread. Yeah, it is. I, I agree. So we're going to wrap this up. Uh, it was really great chatting with you. It, it, it always feels, uh, it's always fun because it always derives into another conversation and talking about another subject. But, you know, mainly the, the objective today was that no matter where you're from and where you live, uh, whether it be in Canada, in the U.S., in Europe, um, through this pandemic, through these hard times, remember a couple things. First of all, local business, right, Lee? Yep. Support your local businesses, local artists too. I mean, you're going to a bar and to see your favorite, uh, your favorite band. Well, the bar is closed. They're not playing. So it's nice to support them. A lot of them, like you, Marty, are doing live shows on Facebook and stuff like that. That's great. It uh, helps us, you know, with the, the mental health, to, to, to see familiar things that you're used to doing that you weren't able to do anymore. So that's great. Yeah. So support local. And also, if you're struggling, that's something that I always, uh, I'm going to touch on is mental health and making sure that, you know, everyone does a mental health check and make sure and you're not alone. And the first key to, uh, if you're struggling, just shoot the shit with somebody about it. Just say, yeah, fuck, man, I've been feeling down or you know, I'm struggling on this or this aspect of my life is unorganized or whatever the case may be, but find somebody to talk to. And if there's nobody, send me an email, martybmanagement at gmail.com. I promise I will answer you if you shoot me an email and say, yeah, I've been feeling down lately. Look, I'm here. At least one, you know, one person will be here. But at least, you know, if you're, if you're living that and you're feeling alone and you're lonely, just talk, talk to somebody. Just talk to somebody, a family member, a friend, a professional, or shoot me an email. Um, And thank you so much for tuning in, episode four. Thank you so much, Lee, for uh, joining me. I'm really depending on a lot of, 
you know, some of my friends that are going to come sit in on the show with me and create, create these shows to, to get me going and to get me into the rhythm of the podcast world, which I'm super excited about. Thank you so much, Marty, for uh, allowing me to be on your show. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I've been on yours. I appreciate you returning the favor and uh, coming on mine and shooting the breeze with me today. So uh, for everyone who was listening, take care. Thank you for tuning in. Please share um, and uh, please subscribe. And hey, if you um, got a little bit of love to spare, send it out to the world because we all need it right now. Much love. This was Marty for the Good Vibes Show with Marty B. Tuning out. Mm -hmm.